Do you fear spiders? No. Okay, I was going to say, I feel like I know that about you. I have a lot of spiders in my house, but I leave them there because I want them to kill all the other bugs. Other bugs gross me out. Oh, okay. (laughs) This is Queen Speaking. What's the difference between a boss and a queen? When you're a queen, you're owning every aspect of your life. From work, to money, to relationships, there are no boundaries. You can't pause who you are. The challenge is how to own it. What makes you, you? We're in this together. Let's break out of our comfort zone and learn the tools to rise to our own potential. Hit your goals, then set the bar higher. Ready to join us? Hey, Sid. Hey, Brian. Happy podcast day. I love podcast day. (laughs) (laughs) It's my favorite day always. What are you feeling these days? So for this week's update, I am getting mentally ready to start classes again in the fall, which... uh, That like hit me (laughs) so hard. Like I forgot that you... That happens. Yeah. It was was a hard pill to swallow for me as well. (laughs) So I did... My first semester was in the spring and then I did the summer A session and I took off summer B because I wasn't able to take the one class that I needed to take because of an out of town situation. So... Took the semester off, got really used to not doing school, which I told myself wouldn't happen, (laughs) and here we are. So I didn't feel like I would have as much of an emotional reaction (laughs) as I did to getting mentally ready, but I think it's like I stretched myself not even too thin, but I think to like the brink of my, my like safe space in the spring. So like I fit a lot more into my schedule than I was used to, but I didn't feel like overwhelmed most of the time, which meant that I was probably wasting a lot of time before that. (laughs) And so I'm like, okay, you've done this before. You can do this again. Only one of my classes is in person this time, which means that I don't have to be like at school late more more often than I was that first time. But I think it's just getting back into stretching myself to like the the walls of my safe place and that is going to be an adjustment I think and I need to be really protective of my personal time and I was really good at that in the spring um and I think I have now like re-gotten myself into some things and like saying yes to stuff and doing stuff and all things again that I love to do but like needed to say a hard pass to in the spring and now I need to get back into that mindset of giving a hard pass, having a full weekend day that was just just for whatever I wanted, not even like just for me and not talking to anybody, but just no real plans that I could kind of go with the flow for the day because structure is my life when I'm in that mode um, and I need like one unstructured day as I've learned. It's funny how much of a like mental release that allows. Yeah. Because I feel you. And I it's just, just need, one like, day. Four hours even. Yeah. And just to like, and not even again to like do nothing, because we know how you feel about doing nothing, but just to like have an unstructured, mm-hmm. even a half day, like you said, like where you can just go for a walk if you want or grab a coffee if you want, but you don't have to be anywhere at any certain time. Or it's like really loose plans, like show up to drinks whenever. Mm -hmm. And that makes like the anxiety I feel around time in general, at least like even out for being super structured like during the week. Yeah. So I am looking forward to getting back to school, but I am, I'm 
already like pre-anxious about it, <laughs> which is not a great place to be, but not a fun feeling. We'll adjust. It'll be fine. <laughs> um, so that's my update. What about you? What's going on? I am getting travel ready. Woo! I feel like this has been the summer of long weekends. Yes. There's been a lot of them where it's like uh, either a Friday off or a Monday off or whatever. So I have a fun trip coming up. I'm so jealous of this trip. I didn't (laughs) tell you this, but I had uh, DM'd the person you're going to see Mm. when she posted her box of like full, like moving box full of bottles of wine, not boxed wine, a box full of wine. (laughs) Yeah. Like a case of rosé. Yes. And I was just like, holy crap, that looks awesome. And I was just like low-key jealous (laughs) it's gonna be amazing it's gonna be awesome um so i'm visiting a friend of mine who lives out of town and i am taking some of our episode 26 travel inspo like the tips that we went through putting it into action see so what's really nice about this is i've never been to this city i'm going to cincinnati um i've never been to this city before and it's kind of nice not to have that planning aspect to worry about because obviously she's a local so she's doing all the local flavor and has like stuff reservations and like casual time but also like fun food things because we're very like she is your food sister food and drink sister friend yes and so it's nice to be able to think about it in the like i get to tour the city and see it through her eyes but also not have to worry about the planning aspect so it's like i feel like it's really chill for me i'm already packed because i because i was like <laughs> oh my god i can't believe you are we are very different people <laughs> well i did laundry in anticipation of the trip and yeah. i was like well, I know these are all the scenarios that we're going to be put in. So I want to make sure that I don't wear those clothes. Yes. And well, I'm wearing what I'm currently wearing, which is basically like I my, love it. my backup tee and backup jeans because I got my good stuff in the suitcase already. You are so on top of it. But I truly am very excited for you because that is like the dream to go somewhere that you are excited about that you're excited to see the people but you don't have to do any freaking planning is like that is just the giantest weight just lifted off of your shoulders and because traveling is great but like it requires a fair amount of like time and effort when it comes to the planning piece and for someone who knows you so well and like already is on your level and like ready to hang and just knows what you're gonna love that is just like oh that's awesome yeah i don't think i've ever had that honestly Oh, that's not true. I did it in Scotland for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that was... That was that. To get a little (sighs) local taste. You're right. That was awesome. (laughs) I have had that. And it was great. (laughs) So here's to vacation. Oh, so excited. I can't wait to hear about it when you're back and what uh, you took from the episode and employed into your trip. Yeah. And travels. Yeah. it's, It's nice to kind of have the the next few days set from a work standpoint of like i've got everything covered yeah i'm in good shape oh because that was a big one in that episode Mm -hmm. is like make sure you've covered all your bases but not like for the next two months because you're only going to be gone for a few days yeah so i'm glad that you did it that way delegate yes the best um so what's inspiring you this week right home so i had a friend recommend this episode from the ologies podcast Ooh. And it's all about fear, this oh. particular episode. <laughs> I'm not excited. I don't so, like it. So what's cool about this podcast is that they, like, dive into 
really niche topics, but the host is so GD funny. Really? Like, made some wildly inappropriate comments, and I was like, I thought this was going to be, like, super scientific and, like, maybe a little bit lame. It was (laughs) the most fun science podcast of all time. (laughs) So You know what? I always continues to shock me every time you talk to me about a new podcast that is actually awesome. I'm like, there are so many podcasts. It's crazy. We're like not even even barely scratching the surface on all of the podcasts, let alone all the awesome podcasts. Yeah, I'm almost at my brink too, where I'm like, I, I can't keep up. No, I don't know how people do it. Either way, here's one here's one episode. Well, there's two parts of the episode, so okay. two episodes to listen to. Um, but the guest was her literal title title is a fearologist, and she spends her time studying the biology and science behind mammals' fear responses. Wow. So like whenever I think about fear, I think about it from like the psychological, like the anxiety, the like what kind of mental health concerns, like does this have to do with these things or like mm-hmm. phobias, like really intense types of things. But this is just like what is fear and the, your response to it mm-hmm. within your body and what what does that mean? So the mind-blowing thing that she talked about is that stress is fear. <laughs> I'm like crying. <laughs> it sounds like I'm laughing, but I'm crying. <laughs> and like that's the only thing that you need to know because the oh. second that you identify <laughs> that and are like, oh my God. All the terrible things that I feel, and I'm like, I'm stressed out about that. It's like, you know what? You're just afraid that this is going to go wrong or this is going to happen. And your body is just like flooded with cortisol. And so that leads to some serious problems, like basically slowly killing us. Oh, my God. I hope you have like some solutions. I do. Some tools for us. I do. So basically, and I think it's also important to know, like, I understand that stress can lead to like problems down the line but like actually hearing someone who studies it and is like this is the reason why obesity has become such a problem stress and fear and our body's response to these things because we're constantly living in a state of fear it's like we're always in this fight or flight response and it's you know causing heart problems and resulting in cancer and so the goal here is to better manage our fear and so what she said is that in order to basically, like, stop your body from preparing for the ultimate danger. (laughs) (laughs) Which could be just a late email going out or something. (laughs) First and foremost, this thing blew my mind. She said that the most successful and happy people actually face their fears and call it what it is. Like, in, in like... The pe- people like Richard Branson or something. I think she referenced him in the, the He's episode. So cool. Uh, <laughs> so cool. <laughs> but um, they use the, they're like, if you're not afraid, you're not doing it right. And they like acknowledge it and feel it and address it. And I was like, oh my God. This is, oh it my was, God. I was sitting there and I was like, this is not novel. Like, this <laughs> is not the first time that like you could. <sighs> think about it in this way yeah but it's so obvious where it's like oh the reason i'm feeling this way is because my body is at like level 10 mm-hmm. and i'm freaking out why am i freaking out so what she said she shared a technique to cope with fear and they called it ria mm. the letters R- r-i-a i was getting almost at ira or irs <laughs> wrong <laughs> uh so you 
respond, identify, and address. And basically, the second that you feel fear or the that like weird feeling of like, oh my gosh, I'm starting to panic or like I'm sweating, I want to barf, whatever. Um, Stop and respond to that feeling. Wow. Then identify what that feeling is. So like, oh my gosh, I'm sweating. Why am I sweating? Oh my god, what am I feeling? I fear that I'm Hmm. like XYZ is going to happen. Got it. And so like I fear that my boss is going to fire me because of this. Like it's like actually no. You didn't do anything wrong. Ground it. Make it real. So then address where it's coming from and then figure out a solution how to handle it. Hmm. But the second that it happens, that's like the most important point. Most of us are just like, I must keep living in this moment. And like <laughs> you loop and you ruminate and you live in this fear state. And I just thought that it was like so tangible. It was the first time that I've ever, because I read about this all the time. <laughs> that's a fear. <laughs> Come to life. I'm like, how do I handle this better? How do I handle stress? Anything better. And I think having it come from, like, a very scientific standpoint versus, like, a brain standpoint Mm -hmm. of, like, psychology and things like that, it just instantly made sense for me. That does make sense. And that's exciting to, like, have, again, you know, we're all about our tools and how we deal with things. My question is, does this work? So stress, then, is fear. What is anxiety? Also fear? That is... Like, anxiety has a different... It lives in a different, like... Yeah. There's, like... she. So she talked about it all being on the spectrum. And because she doesn't necessarily practice in the clinical sense, she's not seeing patients. Okay. So she's like, I don't have the appropriate tools to, like, talk about this. I'm talking about this from, like, basic... Straight up fear. Straight up fear standpoint. But because... There's a spectrum of where people live on that. Like, anxiety exists on that spectrum. Okay. And so it's like an amplified existence of fear in your life. Interesting. So I'm thinking about, like, when you go walk up on stage to give a speech, like, that's a fear. And I wouldn't wouldn't even classify that as a stress. Like, I think most people would say, like, I am afraid to do this. This is my biggest fear. And so... I'm thinking, like, what is a stressor is maybe, like, a tough conversation Mm -hmm. would be, like, that stresses me out to think about the tough conversation. So then you work backwards from the, like, why why would I be afraid to have this hard conversation and then do the RIA, which I think is a really, like, it's that grounding motion that gets you hopefully evened out and Mm -hmm. able to do the thing that you're afraid to do. Yeah. And I definitely, like... There's some level of anxiety. I've never been clinically diagnosed. But we're almost positive. (laughs) We're pretty sure. It's there, for sure. (laughs) Um, And I'm still at the point where I'm like, I don't necessarily feel like I'm at any point in need of medication Mm -hmm. to, like, handle those feelings because I think mine is all my responses to things is, like, me, my brain doing that. And so I'm, like, starting with the basis of, like, is this something that I can start doing to make me feel less fear, less anxious, less stress. Yeah. And just the acknowledgement of being like, hey, I'm going to call this what it is. I fear failure or Mm -hmm. I fear this thing. I fear spiders. Exposure therapy. Do you fear spiders? No. Okay, I was going to say, I feel like I know that about I have a lot of spiders in my house, but I leave them there because I want them to kill all the other bugs. 
Other bugs gross me out. Oh, okay. <laughs> I did hear that that thing that they have been saying since I, the all like knowing they, that you swallow like mm-hmm. eight spiders is fu- fully not true. Yeah. Because you totally feel it. Like, I don't, like, you have to be close to dead to not feel something like that. No idea. And I'm not a mouth breather in the evening, so I'm pretty sure that won't happen to me. Everybody's mouths are open when they're sleeping. Not mine. I'm going <laughs> to, we're having a slumber party. I'm going to prove you we're wrong. We're going to figure this out. <laughs> I think that's fair. All right. What's inspiring you? So, as with most weeks, I feel like. I, like, call to the universe for something to inspire me, like, right at the right time. Because when I'm, I'm prepping too far in advance, I feel like it... I, I think I'm a professional procrastinator, which everybody says isn't true. But, like, I think there's a part of me that just doesn't allow anything to happen until I'm close to the deadline. And with some things, like, I do it in advance. But with this piece specifically, it always takes me, like, up until... But I think it's the pressure plus the, like you know, looking for something and then being like, oh my gosh, this is super inspiring. So this week <laughs> I found this self-care atlas from Shine Text. Ooh. Have you seen this? No. Okay. So on self-care day, International Self-Care Day was like at this point when it'll come out probably two weeks ago. And Shine Text or Shine, I think as they're known fully, um, started to like gather all of their readers um, self-care routines and then they had this fun idea to do a worldwide self-care atlas so they just made sure to identify every um, country and say one at least one if not more if they had them from every country of someone who like had had submitted something or called them or emailed them like this is my self-care routine Um, and what was exciting about this is that I think like you know, the whole like human, human race thing and where people are people. And, um, it's this, I think this is kind of dumb, but I do like appreciate this where like everybody smiles in the same language kind of thing. Like it's like this kitschy and like very like feel good, but it's the same thing I think with self care where it's like people still need it no matter where you are or what your life is. It seems like what was gathered from this atlas is that, like, we are all people who need breaks and we are all people who need to care for ourselves. Um, and they took it kind of to the the basic line of, like, what do you do to feel good? Which I thought was an, uh, an important distinction for them to make because we can go self-care, like, to the moon, right? So you can spend thousands of dollars and people tag it as a self-care, which it very much might be, but I think that what do you do to feel good brings it back to like our human level of like, we just want to feel good. And what do we do to do that? And so there was a lot of great ones, a lot of like walking outside, a lot of like me time, um, a lot of like exercise, meditation, prayer, and all of them, I was like, I identify with you. I understand what you're saying. I fully get it. But then one came up and I was like that's me and I felt (laughs) so good because it's one of those things where you're like I feel seen (laughs) like that's an awesome feeling yes so a woman from Spain said that she partakes in something called I'm gonna ask for your help friend uh, sobre mesa. Sobre mesa. Sobre mesa. And she said translated literally it means on top of or over a table. And basically what it is, is that it's the time after you've shared a meal with people. So it's like your time chatting. <gasps> oh my God, I, love. I know. 
know, I know. So, like, the fact that something that, like, translates so literally to something, like, not so sexy (laughs) comes in, like, this great package, but it's the meaning behind what that is and what they talk about. And the woman was like, you hang out, you laugh, you cry, you talk. It's about connecting over a meal. And the reason you come together might be for the food, but the reason you stay at the table is for the sobremesa. And I so love it. And she and she said a really beautiful thing at the end of like her quote and it was just like this is one of the the best self-care things that I appreciate about my culture and my and where I come from. And I think that that's a really important I what I loved about this I guess is that it was uniquely hers mm-hmm. based on where she comes from and I think what I didn't get from all the other ones while they were very valid um it like it felt like cozier because it was like it was something that they cultivate there and they make sure is part of what they do and how they are and it's like fika in the like mm-hmm. what is what was that from Sweden um and like it's something uniquely yours and yeah. i think that it's a really beautiful thing to have that so that was my inspiration is because we do that as it is like we come together over food to just connect but i feel like defining it in the way that the Spanish culture has just, like, amplifies the importance of it. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this is why I love this so much, is because it's actually a thing that's important to people. Right. And it's like... Just need something defined. <laughs> right. But it, And you're so right, because now it's like, I guess it's like, in our way, we need to have, like, a reason or a word or, mm-hmm. like, an act for it to be valid. And you're right. I think that's why this, like, lands so hard. But I just loved that, and I thought it was really beautiful, and I'm like ready for the all the sober mesas yeah let's do it <laughs> let's do it plan it we'll have a party <laughs> just specifically for that so that's my uh that's my inspiration this week all right give it to me straight what are we doing today okay guys buckle in <laughs> strapped we, in uh so this was fun because when we did our we do our like monthly planning meetings for specifically for what we're going to talk about for our episodes and then we do a separate meeting for our biz dev but one of the things i had brought up at our last episode planning meeting was about vitamins and i found out in that moment how we differ on our view of vitamins <laughs> And I think a lot of what we talk about on the podcast is, like, we both feel very similar. We bring different things to the table, but we feel, like, generally on the same page about a lot of the things that we talk Mm -hmm. about. So this is fun because it's the first one that we have. We're coming from very different viewpoints, respectfully. Um, But what we wanted to talk about today was, like, the pros and cons of making vitamins part of your daily routine. Mm -hmm. Basic, simple bottom line. Um, I think what interests me about this is, as you might know at this point, (laughs) I jump on bandwagons pretty quickly. I appreciate a good marketing ploy. um, And, and vitamins and like the startup vitamin company has like become a thing now. It's not as much about like the, like whatever those big brands are that you can buy in like Wegmans or something, but there's like these niche brands of... Supplement startups. Yes. And it's a little scary, but I was like, you know me, I'm like, oh, wow. They're like direct to consumer. (laughs) It's like Casper mattresses, but for supplements. And I'm like, something to make me feel good all the time? That's And in in front of me is a salad and like a healthy work-life balance and all of the things that should be made. But I'm like, sign me up, bring it all in. 
Um, and so I think like talking about this is kind of twofold where we want to give some some background on what we know about the topic, um, but also like some of the things that are the cons of of the industry itself and like what you really need to look out for. Yeah. And what's really interesting about this, too, is that like while we were doing some of the research based on like our own viewpoints, too, is that like there really isn't a good article that exists out there that talks about like, here's why this is beneficial and here's why this is negative. Mm -hmm. Like there's either one or the other, right? which I find a little weird Yeah, because like, okay, let's get down to like brass tacks in terms of like why you need vitamins is because you're deficient in a nutrient and your body's not getting what it needs. And that's usually a result of us not eating the right foods. Right. Um, But vitamins or supplements claim to be cure-alls for things, and that's where things can get misleading. And so, like, there is this element of the world turning into this wellness-crazed place. Mm -hmm. And so doing your research is so important in this type of environment because supplements aren't regulated the way that other things are. Right. And there isn't a lot of research out there either. So, like... And everything that I see, it like came with a disclaimer that was like, be sure to talk to your doctor (laughs) first because there isn't a lot of research on this and there isn't a lot of knowledge on this. And like to me, that just seems kind of crazy. But like when you think about it, this kind of thing hasn't been around for all that long, right? Right. Basically, our lifetimes in a way. And it has like I guess in the sense of the herbs. So when you're talking herb, you're talking about like probably lifetimes of Mm -hmm. like passed down and not to like you know marketize it or anything like that but i think like in some cultures there's like been just a long history of you're taking this because it has proven to be good for us for our entire lives but that's an herb but when you're getting into like the vitamin slash supplement slash like what's really in it or where or where is it produced Um, or just like when you walk into the grocery store mm -hmm. and you see just like the wall of specific where it's like vitamin A, vitamin D, vitamin B12. And you're like, how do I, where what do I begin? do? Right. And so that's, that's an overwhelming place to live. Yeah. And I think like what has again amplified like all of this is that, that crazy wellness trend, which is like great for self care, great for like trying out a new workout, maybe trying a new diet if you're into that. But like, this is messing with parts of your body. So in like, not in the same way, I guess. It's just something that requires more research from like the professional standpoint versus you just like trying a new cream on your face. Like there's a, a yeah, hard don't Yeah, ju- don't just pick up a bottle of vitamin D and be like, this is supposed to be good for me. Right. And like do it up like crazy. Exactly. There will be ne- negative ramifications. Absolutely. And I think what like... I, I'm I'm feeling like one type of way because one of the people that I'll talk about a lot in this post, like I trust and I have gotten a lot of information from them. But then you've got your blogs that you also feel like, like the big blogs, like certain ones that you know have like millions and millions of followers and they're partnering with some of these brands for ads and you're like that's that's marketing and that's money in their pocket like do they really use these how do you know do you trust these people and it like spins off a thousand more questions which is why like the doctor conversation is way more reputable than trying to go to (laughs) i'm thinking of like one there was one 
that was like doing discount codes for this um, company that obviously I signed up for because that's how I am as a person. Um, but you're like, who are these people? Did it, why did it work for them? I didn't see any like long term like check in after a month like- of using it. And so I'll get into my story on my sordid tale about that later. Um, but I think that that cure-all conversation really comes into play. There's a great article from Bon Appetit that we'll share where this woman um, wrote about, and the title of the article is Ashwagandha Couldn't Cure My Burnout Lifestyle, Here's What It Did. And I think that that was a great article because it was like she was already at a 1,000% every single day, and she thought that taking this would slow her down or make help her... Um, her energy meet her lifestyle's energy and it didn't and it she tanked and so i think that's like the caution tale of yes make sure you're not just taking this as like you know and i think she mentions even in the article she's like i think we we thought this would work like cocaine worked and i don't know if that meant that she took cocaine (laughs) at any point but it like helps you meet you where you think you need to be and these vitamins aren't those they're not cure-alls for your crazy lifestyle like there needs to be something that stands in the way of that a little bit um and that self-care that we talk about all the time needs to be part of that conversation so it's a it's an interesting field that we've decided to uh just kind of scratch the surface on today so we'll see how it goes (laughs) shall we get into it let's get into it um I wanted to just disclaim this and say that, like, we're talking about this from our perspectives, as we've talked about already this episode about, like, asking your doctor, checking in with the right people, talking to people that you trust. I think, like, that's key here. We're talking about this because it's of interest to us, and we thought it'd be an interesting conversation, um, but we are in no way, no possible way, experts here. We will share what we've found and how we feel personally, um, but that's about as uh, as far as we go. Chat with your doc. Yes, absolutely. It's important. Super important. So I will say that a lot of the information that I've come up with, like at the first piece of this comes from Mackenzie Picarero, who she runs a blog called Mackenzie's Table, but she also has completed um, a program with the Institute for Integrative Nutri- Nutrition, and her mother is a doctor of naturopathy. So she's got like the background in my mind to be able to talk about this from an educated and like very confident place but she also in her blog post disclaims talk to your doctor um but i loved it was her supplements 101 article and it was because she had posted at one point on her instagram her vitamin lineup and she said she got a lot more like feedback from it than she originally anticipated which meant that people really want to know about this because it's like unless you're doing the work yourself or have thought to ask your doctor about it it's just kind of a huge question mark um so I I really enjoyed that article because she broke down hers, but then like gave some others that she um, takes on on a daily basis too. So that's where I got some of my information, and I really enjoy her blog as a whole. She is just awesome. So that's the second thing. Third thing, 
some vocab. I thought that this was important because Brianna has done this for me in the past where like we're talking about something and just to, like break down what the words we're talking about actually mean, I think is an important piece of this. So vitamins are defined as a natural substance, uh, usually found in food that helps your body be healthy. So like Brianna said right in the beginning, a vitamin like should be something that you can get from food. The dietary supplement is defined as a product taken orally that contains one or more ingredients such as vitamins or amino acids that are intended to supplement one's diet and are not considered food. So interesting. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting because you are going through articles that you're reading and they kind of interchange vitamin and supplement. And so you're like, wait a minute, are they different? Are they the same? They are. They're different. (laughs) And another thing that I wanted to specify too, and this was solely, I was like reminded of this because of my one science class that I took in college Mm -hmm. was a science of nutrition, which I was like, if I could get out of taking biology again... Sign me up. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so they talked about, I thought the most interesting thing that I never realized before that moment was that vitamins and minerals are different. Mm-hmm. You know, college. <laughs> Learning stuff. Um, we were PR majors, so. <laughs> but what's really cool about that is that those are also different. Fi- you, by the things that you're eating, you're getting vitamins and minerals yeah. as part of that. So, like, these are more things that are kind of considered elements of the earth and the food that help us function. And these are things like calcium and potassium, magnesium, iron, mm-hmm. all of those things. Right. And that's, like, another layer to this conversation um, about, like, what you might be deficient in. But we'll get into that later in the episode. But I do think a vocab lesson is always nice, especially because those all of those were kind of getting thrown around in a lot of different articles, but not really talking about why they're different and what they represent. And what's important to to think about is that how your body digests and stores these things. So like a lot of times with vitamins that like if you have an excess of it, you just like pee it out. Yeah. But with minerals or certain other substances, um, they're stored in other parts of your body like calcium your bones right um so if you they're like detriments if you have not enough and also if you have too much so it's really interesting to think about like the impact that this has of like why it's so important for us to think about it from the standpoint of defining what our bodies actually need because there are a lot of people always just assume like i'm probably not getting what i need so let me take a bunch And you're just like, that's super, super not the way to go. (laughs) So we wanted to start with the baseline and just ask the question, like, should we be taking these or not? That's a big question. Yeah. (laughs) And um, we don't know. We really don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I think so. Here's my stance on this. I for me, I think the answer is yes. Asterix, I need to do a lot more research and talk to my doctor. But you should all just assume that that is kind of the underlying factor throughout this entire episode is that I personally, since I'm the one like on side vitamin, need to do like a lot more work on this. But I think because all the nutrients that my body needs to run the way I want it to, I can't totally get from the food I eat, even when I have the best intentions. So that's like kind of where I stand on it is that like on my best day, I don't think I'm getting everything I need. When I've meal prepped, when I've made sure I've done my sun basket appropriately, when I have cut my salt in half, I just don't know if what I'm getting is the right stuff. And I can go to my doctor, I can talk to them about like what my my levels are and what everything looks like. But after that, 
even if I try to do a drastic change in my lifestyle, we have to consider like all the factors that go into your food intake, like your time availability, your money availability, how much you allocate to things like this. Um, And I'm not saying like pull 50 from your grocery budget to put toward vitamins, (laughs) but really for me, it's considering where I'm at and what I'm capable of, even if like I want to reach for the stars and get everything done. I also know myself well enough to know that that might just not happen. Um, But again, I don't want to get into this habit that I tend to get into when it comes to skincare and makeup and like clothing. You should not treat taking supplements in the same capacity. And you have taught me that, (laughs) as has Mackenzie. But I think like instead of doing the quick fix of like, oh, they're offering a discount and I'm going to get super productive or I'm going to get like glowing skin or I'm going to have decreased anxiety. Like how many, honestly, I think we can count on one full hand the things that I've tried and failed at because I thought they were going to fix a problem. I immediately am thinking about that time that you took like brain dust or something (laughs) and you were like, I do not feel great. (laughs) So what's really fun about that is that... (laughs) I was also at that time intermittent fasting, and this stuff was like. <laughs> so if anyone's noticed, it's all about a trend. I love a trend. They work for a little while, and then you literally crash and burn. So I am obviously still working on my overall healthy lifestyle. <laughs> but so this this stuff, we're never gonna get a, a sponsor from these people anyway. So this doesn't matter. But it's called. I think it's called brain dust, but they have like beauty dust. And if you use this stuff, like more power to you. My brain was not nearly capable of Your brain turned on. to dust. It really did. So I took it and I had, like, and you can put like a teaspoon of it in your coffee. So I would do that. I did that for like a week. And I had these like raging, raging headaches. And like, I felt like I was on something. Like I was, I was beyond shaking. I was like at a full, like I couldn't see straight kind of a thing. And it was because I got, I think somebody had suggested it on a blog that I follow and like had really promoted it. And I was really excited about it because it was like, you're going to be super productive. And I was like, that's what I need. <laughs> Which, to be fair, I also get my shine text, our productivity shine text. So, like, obviously, that's my thing. Um, but, yeah, it was really bad for me. It was really, really bad for me. And that's not the first time that I have, like, really bought into this, like, this will fix all your problems mentality. And, like, so getting very honest with you all, <laughs> that is something I need to work on. <laughs> It's fine. Um, I do think it's important that we don't fall into the hype because it's it's actually very easy to overdose on vitamins and minerals, and which you wouldn't know. I feel truly. like that's not like that's not a thing that they warn you of no. or they tell you. Like I, every time I go in for like my annual appointment with my gynecologist or my primary care practitioner, they're like, "Okay, so you're still taking this, 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 and this," and I'm like. Should I be? Yeah. Like, do you want to do like, a test just, of some kind? Are you confirming? <laughs> like, I don't know if this is... So, like, from that for that, from that standpoint, I think, like, for me to toss in an example, back when I was in high school, I went to go give blood because I was, like, volunteering and helping out person. with, like, the blood drive. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's my break. I'm going to go give blood and felt, like five-star awesome and they did like the little test and they were like we you're anemic you can't and And i was like so i made an appointment with my doctor and they're like "Ooh, yeah you are you need to be taking this they like prescribed me iron supplements yeah and at a certain point i was like do i have to take these for the rest of my life and that's where it's like here's the important factor of like 
that's why you talk to your doctor and continually bring this up and ask the question and be like, is it, is this an appropriate time for me to get another blood test mm-hmm. to determine where my levels are? Because I think the hard thing is that blood tests cost money. Right. And so if you're like, test me for everything, that's going to be pretty costly. But if you were taking, like, for example, too much vitamin C or zinc, these things, like how you felt weird on the brain dust, like you could be feeling nauseous and have diarrhea and like intense stomach cramps. And I like, did not have that. That's not great. But I didn't feel good. <laughs> um, and other things like, you know, people think like, oh, let me take some selenium. This will be good for my health. But if you take too much, you're going to lose your hair. Right. And you're going to have nerve damage and fatigue. And like, these are serious, crazy things really that you're like... Stuff. Oh, my God. And so in one of the articles that I read, um, a registered dietitian, Joanna Dwyer, who is a senior research scientist with the National Institute of Health's Office of Dietary Supplements. Whoa. Big that's title. That's a mouthful. Um, she recommends that if you're going to take a supplement, stick to one that's no more than the daily value, which is like kind of that like perfect multivitamin that mm-hmm. you're taking on a daily basis. Um, and I think that that's important because there's no like your vitamin or nutrient is like if it's within the daily value amount or less than that. Because, like, I think a lot of people think, like, oh, I need to hit 100% in order to be, like, kind of with the whole mentality of, like, the food pyramid. And it's like, is that still effective or relevant for us? Like, what equates optimal health for us? Right. And I think, like, we for so long have paid attention to, or at least I have been paying much closer attention to all of the labels on my food. But I'm not looking all the way down to the bottom where it has, like, all of the vitamin information down there. When you're looking at, like, the grand scheme of things and you think that you're reading the labels correctly, you're kind of just, like, guessing. And you shouldn't guess when it comes to this, as you've said. Um, So it's all really important. So everything that I feel requires more background checks. You know, I think that's accurate for everybody. Yes. So some of the things that will maybe push you in the direction of a supplement or a vitamin um, or a mineral, (laughs) depending on where you're at, um, is if you've chosen to eat a certain way or you have allergies to certain foods or you might not be getting everything you need from the foods that you've chosen to eat. And And I know that there's a lot of conversation around like people who choose not to eat meat or people who choose not to eat any animal byproduct. And there's a thousand hours of research out there plus. And so really seeing like what is your food intake what is made up of the food that you are taking in and what else do you need on top of that i think is is an as a good question to ask yourself and also if you're pregnant or if you are a child not you all but if you know children (laughs) or have children um or you might not be able like there was a kid i went to school with who literally could not consume any milk product or anything dairy related at all or he would be like down for the count like truly down and you think about how many people have especially now have these super strong scary allergies to very like specific foods or food groups how are they getting all of what they need to sustain a healthy lifestyle sometimes that does need to come from vitamins and supplements but again with the help and care of the professional Yeah, I think what's really interesting now is um, one of the articles in this, or the same article that I was reading uh, that I mentioned earlier from Dr. Dwyer, Mm -hmm. or registered dietitian Dwyer, (laughs) um, RD, uh, food manufacturers 
had have shifted to a new focus of putting things into food to enhance versus like back when I feel like in the 90s it was like fat free no fat no sugar right. no whatever and now they're like we're packed we packed this orange juice with vitamin d and this yogurt has all the probiotics that you'll ever need if there's 500 billion <laughs> strains and you're like holy f that's overwhelming. Is that necessary? Very overwhelming. Um, so because you're also consuming food that is enhanced with things, um, that's something to be considered, That or that's something to consider if you're thinking about, like, could I potentially be overdosing in this and not realize? Right, right. And the Dietary Guidelines for Americans, like, very clearly says from 2015, says that nutritional needs should be met primarily from foods. And... I agree with that, and I think that that is obviously true from the person who knows nothing, me, to the person who knows everything, the Dietary Guidelines for Americans. And But I think, like, if you are feeling, and we'll get into this in a little bit, like, if you're feeling some type of way and it's not being able to be solved by what you're taking in on your food, or if you need to cut something out of your diet that is... Um, a food product, like really considering what vitamins and supplements can do for you is a valid place to go. It's at least a good question to be asking. You know, what's interesting too, is that I always feel a very strong shift in my physical being Mm -hmm. from a seasonal standpoint of like once winter hits, I feel like I need to take my daily multivitamin because I'm not eating salads and, you know, getting as many you know, fruits so and veggies, true. and like I'm eating more like stews and potatoes and stuff. <laughs> the hearty stuff. That's a great point. And I guess I didn't think about that either because we're in summer mode right now. So mm-hmm. my salad bod is working pretty hard. But yeah, I, I go right to soup when it when it turns chilly. Mm-hmm. Um, literally chilly. <laughs> That's good. That You're too much. So that's a great point, too, is maybe it's not all year, all the time, but maybe it is when you're feeling... And I think that's the same thing that people say, what about? And I know that, like, the levels and making sure that, like, you're not ODing on any type of vitamin specifically or any kind of nutrient specifically, but when there's a lack of sun and you're not getting, like, that that same energy source that people really need to firstly, like, get happy, but also, like, maintain some kind of a stable emotional state. Um, People suggest starting to take vitamin D when it comes into, like, it's so dark for so much of the day, and you just, like, need a lift. But again, like, figuring out, I think, like, if we could do anything this episode (laughs) is talk to your doctor. But, but yeah, like, just knowing, knowing your body, so... Yeah, I think the the point about knowing your body and tracking how you feel, if you start to feel differently for whatever reason, it's so funny how, like, it takes us so long for that to, like, really hit us. Mm-hmm. And that's where, like, having those conversations with, you know, yourself and your doctor and regular discussions about, like, what's, a, what's appropriate for me to be taking? Because I think a lot of these, like, I've heard that a lot of clinical tests are done on men. And so, like, Mm, the dosage amounts that are just, like, plopped on some of these bottles are based on, like, what a man needs and and not what a woman's body needs. And so that also is, like, additionally terrifying because you're, like, they're not even testing this properly. And that's, like, the truest sense of, like, the land of supplements. uh, It's, like, an un charted territory right now so if you're like putting all your weight into like the reason i'm going to be healthy and successful is because i take all these supplements 
It's not good. Not true. <laughs> As I've learned. Um, some of the other things I took from the Mackenzie's Table article is, like, she talked, and I thought this was great, is that she was very honest about, like, it's it's kind of opening your up, yourself up for, you know, what could be a lot of ridicule or um, criticism or anything like that about your lifestyle. But I really appreciate her, like, kind of putting herself out there and her regimen. And she talked about taking her, her whole um, set to create an overall balanced lifestyle that does fully come from her food intake, which is interesting to know because um, if you follow her on anything like heavy veggie, heavy like good healthy fats, like she's she seems to have and what she puts out there and she eats all the time is things that you would think from like an uneducated place like oh she's set like she's good she's getting everything she could probably need but knowing that even she is having something added to that to create the overall balance I think is what kind of tipped the scale again for me is that like this person and I think like we go into a lot of things thinking like oh that's super healthy food they must be really really healthy um not always the case and I think that really like not 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 taking everything with just a grain of salt is really important here but when she goes into this article the supplements 101 article she really talks about like her why and the what and like the specifics of what each one does and then some additionals at the end of it um and i just appreciated the honesty i thought it was helpful for someone like me who jumps on every bandwagon and is ready to put down like dollars but with a discount (laughs) For everything that comes my direction, having someone I trust to talk about what they do that then would propel me to figure out what I need, not just not just take what she does and, and put it for me, because again, everybody's different. Everybody has a different lifestyle. But to say like, okay, this is what she's doing. This is what she was super honest about. Let me talk to someone about what I need. And I think that's like the key point of all of this and this discussion is you need to understand like okay here's how she start here's how she executed this and like knowing that you have your own personal take on this and not saying like oh well she took x y and z i'm going to sign up for that like understanding that there is a shift of here's how i function here's what i'm eating here's yeah. what i'm doing on a daily basis to stay healthy and then doing your research having that conversation it requires you to like know a, a hell of a lot about yourself and the things that you're eating and the lifestyle that you're living and then be able to bring that to your doctor to help them kind of formulate a plan for you and I feel like that's what ends up being maybe more of a like care of Mm -hmm. I mean (laughs) not to shout out the supplement (laughs) that was a total accident but like talking with a doctor of naturopathy might be more beneficial in that standpoint because I feel like they have a better sense of creating a customized plan based on you and what you need versus like a medical professional while they put a lot of time and energy into understanding the human body and like have a degree and understand like so much detail about how our bodies work they're also very structured and like kind of living in like a very different different medical practice and will maybe give you like 
you feel this way, here's this thing to right. make you feel better. So there's a balance, too, to that conversation. But I think the biggest thing to take away is, like, how do you feel and mm-hmm. what are you doing and how do all these things affect your life? And then bringing that conversation to a professional. Absolutely. And I think to your point about the doctor of naturopathy, like they're the expert on this topic and picking your expert. Like you, I mean, I wouldn't go to like an eye doctor when I should be seeing a gynecologist. I think like maybe that's an extreme <laughs> scenario, but I think it's a good point. But yeah, like if you are really committed to learning about this, you want to go to the person that knows the most about it, which takes probably some additional like conversation and research and things like that with people that you trust and like a network of people but going to the person that has fully dove into this and believes in it and trusts it is going to be your better bet if you're looking for hard hard answers than someone who like maybe has skimmed it or or just simply doesn't feel they need to know a whole lot about it um so that's a totally fair point So how do we find reputable companies? This was like one that, you know, I think I've wandered down many a Wegmans aisle looking at these, just thinking like, firstly, I need something that's going to help me right now. And that was a wrong way of thinking. I now know. Um, But it's, there's so many different things to choose from and that can be super overwhelming and very scary, but it's not like choosing a box of pasta (laughs) from the pasta aisle. Like they're like Brianna said, like also can be kind of overwhelming. It's super very much can. Um, but you know that like nothing's going to get super thrown off if you pick the, the Berea versus like the Wegmans brand, hopefully. I mean, who knows? Um, so again, in Mackenzie's article, she talked about a few different um, companies that she really heavily relies on, two of which are Nature's Sunshine and Vital Protein. And then when you're in a pinch, she says to go Nature's Way or Gaia, which is which is G-A-I-A. Um, and we'll share those in the no- We'll share her article. And so like going right to her article will be the best um the best place to go. So I thought that that was great because, again, the trust is there. The usage is there. The history is there. Um, and so I think looking at those and and you think about the companies that sell the vitamins and, and, and supplements that you're looking to take, like a friend of mine who swears by what she takes goes straight to Lori's Natural Foods. So it's um, coming from a place that she trusts. It's people that work there that she's known for a long time and they know what they're talking about. She also talks about what to look for when you're looking to kind of dive into this space. Um, And shocker, it is just like when you're looking for healthy snacks and food. You don't want any extra stuff in there. If you're looking for, like there are all these um, protein bars that the ones now that are really popular say the ingredients right on the front. It's like two dates, 16 peanuts, two eggs. That's all that made up this bar good to go. So it's the same thing with vitamins. Like you want the least amount of ingredients as possible. If it says it's one thing, it should just be that one thing plus or minus the capsule that it comes in. Um, So if it's in capsule form, like for Mackenzie, she takes bee pollen and the capsule she's like is cellulose or gelatin. And like, that's the only other thing that should be on that label. Um, And she's like, put it down. If you see any thickeners, flour, just random fillers that like, you have no idea why something extra would be in like your turmeric. Like there shouldn't be anything extra in there. It should just be turmeric. Um, So that's one of those things that I think for me, I forget about sometimes is that they, there is that, 
mirror image of if I'm looking for a snack, I want it to be all whole ingredients and things I can pronounce. You want the exact same thing for your supplements and vitamins. So true. Such a. Okay, now we know who to get them from. Now, how do we know what to take? This is, uh, (laughs) Brianna's shaking her head at me. (laughs) This might be where the rumble happens. So for me, the first step is really considering how you're feeling and like start to identify. Okay. (laughs) Still cool. We're still good. Um, Are you tired all the time? Are you bloated? Are you sore? Are you weak? Are you anxious? Are you unfocused? Which is why I got the brain dust. So super unfocused. Um, But keep a log of everything that is um, like kind of going through your head or if you're feeling weird one day, like keeping a log of it, I would say for at least a month, right? Like if it's consistent. And honestly, like you may be eating things that are causing you to feel this way too. So like if you realize like, oh, whoops, I've been overdoing it on sugar. That's why my skin is all red. That's why I'm starting to get eczema. That's why my stomach feels like garbage. And, just, we got and then here. you stop taking, or stop eating all that sugar. That may resolve some of those issues. So like also cutting out certain things that may be problematic mm-hmm. um, because like certain things like sugar and dairy and if you have gluten intolerance, all those things cause inflammation. Mm-hmm. So that can have a negative impact on your the way that you're feeling. So, like, if you're keeping track of that and knowing, like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be eating these fruit roll-ups every day as my afternoon snack. This is a start, yeah. <laughs> Switch that with a banana and see how you feel. And just see if anything changes. Yeah, and honestly, like, this is very sad, and I haven't told you this yet, but wine has been making me feel, like, a little off lately for like the last two weeks and I don't know why and it like came out of nowhere it feels like and now I'm not saying that I need a vitamin to solve that problem but like I've I have consciously gotten rid of all of the other food I've eaten the last two weeks and know that wine has been the consistent culprit of my nausea and I'm not really sure why or where it's coming from that you know has yet to be found out but like to your point it's not just the feeling but also like tracking your food um i've been doing i've been tracking my food since i was in college and partly as like um a problem but the other part is just truly to like see if i'm feeling a certain way if i feel super bloated for some reason that's basically how i found out cheese and i don't always get along um but i think it's a good practice to get into if you're looking to like make some some changes um so next you want to look at um, talking to a doctor or a doctor of naturopathy. Um, there's a lot of different directions to take here. I think it's really important to do this pe- step. I think we both agree on that. The thing about the doctor of naturopathy, I was talking to a friend of mine who sees um, one and has seen them for years out in California. Um, and and she sent me a lot of information and trying to make it like digestible was difficult because she did a lot of research to find the right person. So I think what I took from our conversation about this is that like you want to find someone who is rational and practical and that exists within that world. It's not like these people are witch doctors by any stretch of the imagination, but you want to find the reputable person and have them be referred to by someone that you trust. And like, it's not a Google of like doctors of naturopathy in my area. It is really finding different back doors to do the research. And there's a couple of articles that she shared with me. And after I read them, I'll share them as well. Um, about 
what to look out for when you're looking for this person, what to stay away from, if this is your ultimate goal. Um, And I thought that was really important and knowing that she has been with hers for so long and she heavily relies on them for the direction that she takes her food intake. She has a baby and making sure that her baby is healthy and is getting what she needs. Um, I think it depends on your stance on this, honestly. I think for her, it seems to have worked really well and they have a great working relationship. You might not feel that way and that's okay. Um, Not you, Brianna, but you, the masses. Um, But I thought asking her was important because she feels so strongly and knowing that like Mackenzie's mother works in this field as well and she's taking a lot of what she gets from her mom I'm like that seems like that seems like a trusting place to me um, but again it's got to be up to you yeah and I we know that I'm a huge proponent of you know ask the doctor mm-hmm. get your blood tests make sure everything's legit and know your levels but I too have a more eastern medicine vibe yeah i prefer when i have ales to get acupuncture Mm -hmm. keeps me in check um but having when there've been a few moments where i'm like just having basic conversations with her i actually probably talk to her more frankly about how i'm feeling because i see her on a monthly basis yeah and so that's really nice because just being able to have those conversations with someone who is like educated in eastern medicine and the chinese and ayurvedic practices like even that perspective is totally different because they'll approach herbs and supplements from a very different perspective than Western medicine does. Yeah. And so the advice that I've gotten from my acupuncturist has been very eye-opening in terms of just like me saying to her, here's how I'm feeling. And she, nine out of 10 times is like, have you been overdoing it on dairy? Have you right. been overdoing it on sugar? And every time I cut that out, I feel better. Yeah, which is a very real experience yeah i think um to your point about how often you see your acupuncturist that's the other thing i was thinking earlier in the episode is like how often do i see my doctor how well do they know me as a person (laughs) my like insurance won't cover it for like it's literally once every five years to see my gp it's like general practitioner yeah i and i Every time I go to my doctor, I want to trust them because they are my doctor. They are the strong professional in the room. But I'm like, but but I'm sharing. And I am not a person who holds back with my doctor ever. Like, they they know every detail about me. I am not shy. Um, but I also understand that, like, when you're seeing someone on such a regular basis, there's not just the relationship that's there, but you trust them. And, I, and again, like, I, I trust my doctor because they're a doctor, but... As a person, I don't know them that well, and that's uncomfortable for me. And yeah, I could go to my doctor a lot more often and pay a lot of money, but I see no reason to do that. So for me, I would be much more inclined to go see an acupuncturist or work with a doctor of naturopathy, someone, or at least begin that process, um, because I feel like there is more of a connection there and and maybe this is all smoke and mirrors, but like it feels like they care about me as a person, whereas sometimes it doesn't feel like that with my doctor. And I might be on an island, but like that's my consistent feeling is like I'd rather go see someone who feels like they have a vested interest in my health and not just that they're trying to check a box and get me out the door. So. Exactly. So the next thing on my list was to kind of talk about like not wanting input on your doctor and from your doctor. And the more we've had this conversation, I just don't think that's a good idea. (laughs) So 
Uh, we're going to skip that. <laughs> I think it's valid to say, like, I think the it's easy to say, based on what we've been talking about, is that, like, it's easy to think that a supplement will be the cure-all. Mm-hmm. That you're like, if I start taking this brain dust, I'm going to have umpteen levels a of... dusty brain. <laughs> ...energy. Not true. But, like, I think your point... Like, I'm going to bring it up because I think it is, it's, it exists and it needs to be said that, like, there are things that exist out there. Like, Care Of is going from, to that direct-to-consumer standpoint of, like, mm-hmm. take this quiz and we'll figure out what you need. But from, a like, the flip side standpoint is, like, probably those answers are based on, like, common things. It's like, we're going to give you B12 because most women are deficient in B12. Right. And so it's like, this isn't actually all that customized because it's more so based on, like, if you feel X, Y, and Z things, you're kind of bypassing that conversation with your doctor. Right. And they're they're telling you what you'd probably hear from your doctor, too, where it's like, well, maybe you should probably start taking B12. Yeah. Which hurt it. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm I'm very conscious of the fact that not everybody has health insurance and not everybody has access to doctors or doctors of naturopathy or any or acupuncturists and things that like you can like solidly say have put you on the right path for you. So being conscious of that I think is like where I wanted to go, but I also think there's got to be a way that you can get information from a professional um, that is not or has been backed up by a professional that you know. Like, I keep going back to Mackenzie because I'm like, I know her. (laughs) I feel like she's, like, my personal guru when it comes to, like, healthy cooking and healthy eating. And I really appreciate the work that she does from her blog. Um, And I know what her training is. I know what her background is. Um, So in that instance, I'm like, I trust this. And she's not my doctor. Um, So if you have someone like that, or you know of someone who has someone like that, lean on them. Because I think it is not uncommon for people to not have a way to go see a doctor right now, unfortunately. And that's nice because it kind of exists in that like research education standpoint of Mm -hmm. like, what do I need to know right how let me just figure out how to be more conscious of how i'm feeling so that i can ask the right questions right exactly. or know even what to ask yeah um shape did a really good rundown on five pro tips for buying uh herbal medicine and i didn't realize this was a thing but you should look for third-party approvals hmm. because there are three major companies that conduct third-party testing of supplements cooperman's consumer lab.com u.s pharmacopial convention usp and the nsf and so they pass tests for quality assurance and so if these bottles of supplements uh have their seals or logos on their labeling it's kind of like to me this like equates to like the organic stamp that you'll see on certain things right and i think that's important to consider as far as like making sure that things are tested appropriately because again as a reminder supplement land is the wild wild west right right. there isn't a lot of testing that exists around there so it's important to be aware like who knows if this is good or bad for us right it hasn't been around for long enough to like know its true effects on the human body the truth is that like overdosing on these things has just as much of a detrimental effect on your body as does underdosing 
not getting enough. <laughs> right. And that and that is a huge point to be making. And I think sometimes I'm like, Vitamin World, do you know the people that are working there? It's like their summer job and they don't know really anything about the product that they're selling. And I think in this is, you know, long term blue sky <laughs> in my brain could maybe happen one day. But like people like that who are employing people employ experts and pay them to be the expert and make sure that your company is reputable and you know like what they know and they've been fully vetted and and that's that's a big ask I can totally understand that but like the care ofs of the world are coming in and seemingly doing that from what they tell us. Um, so if there is a way to have that at a more accessible place for people that don't have the access that other people have, um, I think we owe that to people that are looking to like get healthy or get well. And if, if vitamins and supplements are the way that they're able to do it because they're not able to do it another way. Cause you also have to think about, and this is obviously getting into the weeds, but like the access to healthy food is, is super across the board and not, not available to everybody. So like, how are we supporting people who don't have that kind of access with other things? I'm not saying shove vitamins in their face or supplements in their face, but like we need to fix this problem because people are not healthy and it is not good for them, mm-hmm. obviously. So and that true. is my rant on that. <laughs> so I think I talked a lot about like my personal experience and like the stuff I've tried because I'm like trigger happy when it comes to buying things online. Um, and I've like kind of slowly introduced some things when it comes to my anxiety, but that is not like that's not a vitamin deficiency. That is a problem <laughs> that I have. <laughs> and so I'm still doing or beginning to do a lot of research when it comes to like what I might even need or what would solve the problem or what would help me just feel more whole as a person. Um, And that is a big question mark a lot of the time, Um, but it requires that work that I've been doing on like the food journaling end, but how am I feeling at the end of every day end? Did you feel, did I feel cloudy like throughout the day? Was it because I didn't eat enough? Do I feel um, sore? Is it because I did a hard workout or is something else going on? Um, And then taking that next step. So that's been like my personal experience with it. Yeah, I agree. I think because I'm of the mindset of like, don't take things that you don't need. Right, right. (laughs) I live in the space of trying to kind of mirror that, what you're talking about with like, tracking how you're feeling and just being more conscious of it because I think it's really easy just to like as it is with everyday life of like I'm just go go going all the time in order for you to actually and there's no supplement that will make you stop doing that or like help help keep you up because you're gonna start getting heart palpitations and crazy headaches and exactly shake (laughs) (laughs) so The thing that's worked really well for me is just being conscious of how I feel on a daily basis. And if I eat something that doesn't make me feel well, stop eating that thing. Because, like, what I've really noticed about myself is, like, big triggers for feeling like garbage are sugar, too much dairy, and um, excess sodium. Yeah. And so, like, acknowledging that processed food is a huge, like, thing that I grab for when I feel... Stressed, Stressed. a.k.a. fear, as we've now established. As we know. Um, But I think just having that awareness of, like, what can I do to make myself feel better? Mm -hmm. Let's start with how I'm eating and then 
what I do in addition to that is take a multivitamin. Mm-hmm. One a day. And that's your thing. Yeah. So that is, and that is something I should probably start doing, <laughs> my multivitamin. And that's strictly because I also have gotten blood tests that said, like, you're low on B12 and you're low on iron. So, like, these are things that if you're going to take anything, here's the recommended value that we want you to get on a daily basis. So, like, I have the wherewithal from that end from my doctor who did the test and told me, like, at these increments, like, come back, get another test so that we can reassess where you're at. Right, right. So I think we can kind of sum this episode up in, like, (laughs) some maybe three major takeaways. One is do your homework, a.k.a. see a doctor if you're able, a.k.a. find someone you trust. I think, like, that is the most major. And, like, I think what we talk about a lot on here is doing your homework and finding out what would work best for you. I put, like, this in bold and italicize and maybe bump up the font a little bit when it comes to vitamins and supplements. Like, finding what's best for you is good, but finding it in the correct and and uh, most appropriate way is better. <laughs> um So I think figuring out one of the things that Mackenzie said on this blog post I really liked and that is probably like common sense, but they don't replace medicine. They don't work as fast or take away problems overnight. I think that that, again, like that's where my mindset was when I was doing all that crazy stuff and like trying to make myself more productive by like fixing my brain. And like that was a really scary moment because I didn't feel like there was anything else that was going to help at that time, which is why I like just went right for it. And I was like, this is going to fix all my problems. And like, regardless of what was in that brain dust, which like I've read the label a bunch of times, it's nothing crazy. Um, but it like really affected me. And the only reason I went there is because I'm like, I'm going to fix this right now. I'm not going to fix this with time or commitment or any kind of energy. I'm going to do the quick fix, which is an online order. Um, and that's a scary place to be because if you're at that point, like you're past the point. Um, so that quote from the Supplements 101 article really stood out to me because that has been like my go-to move is like what can be fixed o- literally overnight, like overnight purchase in my cup the next day. <laughs> and that's not good. And that's not good. No. So that is one thing that I like want to drive home, which most of you probably know. But if you don't and you're like me and you want easy versus uh, involved or research-based, then um, don't do it. It's not good. It won't help you. Um, but yeah, that's kind of like, those are my those are my big ones for this episode. Yeah, I think I second the find a source you trust. Yeah. Because there's really no magic solution to being healthy. And it's all about everything in moderation and like the, what is it? The rabbit, the horse, the tortoise. The tortoise and the hare? (laughs) Did you go to elementary school? (laughs) Who wins the race? I don't remember. The tortoise. Are you kidding me? Because the (laughs) hare stops to nap because he thinks he's super far ahead. I should, because I know the story so well, I should implement it more. I need some brain dust. Just kidding, guys. Um, I have some still. (laughs) No, I think it's all about understanding your body and what you're eating and how you're feeling and what you may need more of but also being aware that like start with the basics do your research and have a conversation with someone who hopefully is trained and medically 
can prescribe or recommend things for you because this is a very tricky space and because of the way that we are as consumers everybody's looking for a quick buck yeah. and so it's really easy to market people based on like here's how you can feel better and be like wellness pro number one right right it's a scary place to be man and i think like i get very honest on the podcast about like i think we both get very honest about like what we're going through and what we struggle with and what we're up against on a regular basis but like as we know from like my buying practices like that's a real thing and i think like for me doing the work on figuring out what what it will take to fix that feeling and feel the need to like just just do it on the on a dime with the promises of like a better tomorrow um i think is like if i can bump right back up to the update that's probably something that i should work on (laughs) I love it. <laughs> Which is good. But I hope this was helpful. And uh, at least if you're on the fence or looking for more information, we provided some some places to go and find some more information. We all have work to do. We sure do. Shall we break? Let's break. Feeling like a queen yet? Find us on Instagram and Twitter at queen underscore speaking and tell us all about it. Find episode links and show notes at queenspeaking.com. See you next week.